0: Dear friends, I was turned away from Shenzhen again, like last April, at Shanghai Airport, and before. The reason was not what the officials claimed—that I was involved in illegal activities. It is rather simple: my political attitude and open statements get on their nerve. They can't afford to be challenged openly. They don't want to listen to the outcry for democracy. They dare not face the lesson of history. Here, I would like to explain what it's all about in the forbidden open letter I brought to Sun Jin. I pointed out that universal suffrage was actually promised by the Chinese Communist Party long before they took power. In February 1944 The New China Daily: The Organ of CCP. Make that promise. In the editorial, they stated very clearly that censorship of nomination means restrictions on electoral right. If qualifications are set on would-be candidates by the authority, no restrictions are set on voters. Electoral race. Are merely being turned into voting tools. That was a sounding attack on the dictatorship of Kuang Min-tong at that time, five years later. People gained universal suffrage under the provisions of the Common Program subscribed by the CCP and other democratic parties joining. But since then, the term universal suffrage disappeared from the 1954 constitution for more than 60 years. A political promise was broken. The CCP should settle the debt with the people now, just as their brothers and sisters in the mainland. The people of Hong Kong should have universal suffrage long ago. However, officials from Beijing used the term National Security Security as an excuse to impose censorship on candidates of the CE election. I need to remind the CCP that it was the year 1944 they made their promise in the New China Daily. That was when China was in the heat of the Japanese invasion. Was there no threat of national security? So... Why did they promise universal suffrage then, but not now? That is why so many of us insist on civil nominations in order to bar our censorship of candidates controlled by the nominating committee. That is why the idea of Occupy Central emerged. We have got every reason and right to fight for democracy. We need to follow the path of various civil disobedience movements when tyrants denied our basic right. At this point, it always reminds us of what happened in 1989 in China. Between late April and early June that year, hundreds and thousands of students and citizens of Beijing talked to the street demanding freedom and democracy, promised by the CCP about 40 years ago, even after martial law was declared, the Occupy Beijing movement remained peaceful. The world was shown how graceful nonviolent civil disobedience is. There was budget eventually, caught solely by the crackdown before the dawn of June 4. That is why hundreds and thousands of people go to candlelight vigils in Victoria Park each year to commemorate those who sacrificed their lives for the cause of democracy. Friends, I tell you now, this fight for democracy is a long war, but it is also a war between a thousand to one. If we stand firm for genuine universal suffrage, we shall prevail in the end. Archimedes once said, Give me but a firm spot on which to stand, and I shall move to earth. Give us universal suffrage, and we will be our master.